Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So let's talk about another song. Yeah. yeah. Are we done on love? We yeah. love in the underground. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm glad you called it the underground and not the subway. Because like love, love in the, the subway, subway sounds like this awful thing. <laughs> and it was about poetry, not about the the UK transit system. For me, it was about the UK transit system. Okay, well, okay. agree to disagree. <laughs> what song do you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I like the um, cowboy one. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's okay. Talk about Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to know that you are not where you think you are, but in the deserts of New Mexico. And beneath you is not your floor, but dust and tumbleweeds. If you listen very closely, you can still hear the rumble of the train.
that's a great song to to start or to go on to because it was one of our one of our earliest of songs. Song. And in fact, you, uh, Regina, aka Clarissa, wrote the the lyrics to the song before we even before I even met you. Yeah. So the beginnings of this song, it's called Cowboy on the Run. Before I moved to New York, I was I was good friends with Sydney, but I hadn't met Adrian yet. And um, I wanted to move to New York, but like kind of long story short, I was stuck in North Carolina working on a house. And I kept on it was one of those situations where I had to to wait way longer than I wanted to to move. Um, and I was feeling really stuck and also in like a creative rut. I just came out of school and I was coming from a time where I was creating every day and that's like my nature and so to to be in a place where that wasn't happening felt really uh, difficult and a struggle and it was kind of like life just slapping in the face and so i wrote the uh the words and the melody uh and like a couple of chords to cowboy on the run like in like in the small house in north carolina as as a way of expressing my frustration because the song is sort of is sort of framed as uh, a romantic relationship where the cowboy has left but um and I don't say this too often because people have different people listen to the song and have different like interpretations of what it means but for me when I wrote it it's about uh, an artistic life going away for a bit um about uh the opportunity to create leaving for a moment and how that was making me feel very um, deserted and very lost. It's it's actually kind of a beautiful story that uh, I never expected to be in a band. I kind of, you know, wrote songs for fun. I most My background is I mostly was writing poetry. And then when me and Sydney were in school together, like we were friends, we were hanging out. And I was like, oh, look, I wrote this poem. And she was like, let's put it to music. And, and then we ended up kind of having a very easy easy collaboration and then obviously that has grown from there she's but. like that song needs a cello yeah no for, <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely yeah so when i moved to new york i moved in with sydney and then we were all three of us we were hanging out in the apartment all the time i don't even remember the exact moment when i showed it to you guys but i'm sure that i was like oh i have this thing that i wrote and then we added harmonies and Adrian made the guitar part so much better and we performed it in the subway and it's really funny to think about when the song started and where it is now it's like you know talk about like wanting wanting art to come back into your life i mean i like that has happened in a super major way yeah so that's the genesis point of that song and that was one of the first songs that we performed together as a band because when we were first getting together and playing in the subway um how we were like okay well we need to go down there it's like we well what songs do we know together like oh we should write some songs we definitely our impulse as as people is to sort of perform first and then and and, and then work work, work out the details later. So what are the lyrics about? So so the lyrics are um, about missing a creative life that has left you, but it also could be about any love in your life. For me, it's it's art, but for anybody, else, it could be something that you once had that was has gone. And also, we the the we were playing with being bandits on the run, and we we're talking, you know, working with cowboy imagery in the American West, and uh, that sort of. The image of a cowboy riding into the sunset, but we, that we think of all the time. But what about the person that the cowboy left? Like, how do they feel? You know. So I've interviewed interviewed a lot of country and western musicians, both country and western. Um, wow. I actually covered the um, western poetry, uh, which is wow. just this awesome crowd of people. You guys have to come to it and play; <laughs> it'd be wonderful. Uh, but this is not a country western song. No. 
It's sort of it's it's very like inspired by those themes, but it's but uh, it's uh, I don't know how exactly you describe it. It's uh, at times it's um, it's funny because there's there's a certain like Motown six eight vibe mm-hmm. vibe to it too. Although obviously we didn't have the full arrangement of Motown. Um, it that it 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 I think thematically though it has the wistfulness of a lot of a lot of country western stuff. Um, and and the brokenheartedness of of yes. of of, a, mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I don't I don't know. It's yeah. it's funny to go that far back uh, because that was really when we were in the heart of our like old timey doo-wopy phase. Yes, mm-hmm. so, it's a very doo-wopy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we we were writing a lot of songs in six eight at that point. Yes, yeah, um, and playing uh, like a cover of uh, Blue Moon in six eight. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point, we had to like cut ourselves off from from six eight for a time Um, because because you can't play six eight on on every song so on spotify your top most popular songs are what to do funky ghost potted plant paris and blue heaven i like blue heaven (laughs) oh i really like that song No, no. Yeah, I like them all. There's a good story behind behind Blue Heaven. Um, that was one that we wrote probably in the first year or so of being together. Actually, we all lived at a certain point in this loft building in in Brooklyn that had amazing staircases, just three stories, but they're kind of stacked in an interesting, weird way. And so I have a very vivid uh, memory of Regina showing me the lyrics to that song and, and the the melody that she was thinking and she was like I think it needs a xylophone hit right here mm-hmm. and we were that was happening out in the in the staircase with these like wonderful acoustics well i i remember um she she showed you that but i was gone because i was in yeah. seattle mm-hmm. um doing a show for like a couple months and then i came back and we were like talking about bandits and regina's like i have this idea for a song and i distinctly remember us like going into the staircase specifically like for her to show us the song and um, she just had her xylophone and she like sang the song acapella, but did like the xylophone hit that goes bing, 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 bing. And it was like, I just, I loved it so much. Yeah. But it was like, it I, just makes I don't me know, think I of just, the Jimmy Kimmel show where they yeah, do that, <laughs> where they play the like xylophone that, all around. But the- I just, I definitely remember like distinctly the first time I heard that song was like, let's go into the staircase. We've got the xylophone. And I just like, I don't know, like that, that birth story is like so distinct in my yeah, mind. Yeah. 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 But Reg, why don't you talk about uh, the story behind writing it? Yeah, yeah. So the story behind writing it um, is, is I, I, it's kind of an experiment on um, how can you talk about harder aspects of love and package it in a really fun, friendly, playful uh, musical frame. Because uh, when I was writing the words for it, it was coming from a point where um, my uncle had just passed away and my family was going through a hard time and I had friends whose family members were also passing away and it felt very much like there was just there was just a big awareness of death which sounds very heavy but that's what was happening at the time and it just made me rethink like certain relationships that i have in my family and uh, you know and things that are strained and things you know that at the end of the day like what's most important is loving the people that you're 
with and being very generous with love and not letting like the small, um, it's okay if, if it's okay if I curse on this yeah. or yeah, not letting the bullshit of life get in the way of, of loving people to your full capacity and in, in the way that they deserve, you know? Uh, and so, um, the, so the song is about that, but it's kind of a, a, a heavy complex topic, but we wanted, but we wanted really to, to, make the song fun and a dance tune and kind of funky and kind of silly. Yeah. So I, I, I like pairing kind of opposites, you know, yeah, no, a lot of your music has that <laughs> serious lyric, thoughtful lyric, you know, against sort of a playful, goofy, mm. fun melody mm. with the harmonies overlaid. And that's and what, that's what we try to do in, in a nutshell is, is uh, like uh, retain the emotional authenticity of our lyrics or the, the emotional state that we're, that the lyrics come from and the personal stories behind them, but uh, dress them up in, in a, a fun, unique, uh, engaging way. And that's, that's also what we're trying to do with our bandits personas is just that we feel like that it gives permission for everybody at our concerts to like kind of exist in a world that's, that's maybe not so uh, heavy and weighty with the reality of the world outside. Just the, anybody can be a bandit and anybody can join this playful atmosphere. But we are going to talk about the the real the real shit that's happening to us in our lives. You know, 